Hello, welcome to Leveling Duo. I'm Ramey. This is Dakota. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my experience with playing DMC Devil May Cry, which, sad to say, is the only video game that I've ever 100%ed. First game and only game. I'm slowly working on some others, but today I'm going to be sharing my experiences with Ramey and just kind of talking about it and seeing if he has any questions or anything like that. I kind of look forward to it. I played the game through, but I didn't, you know, deep dive into it. Well, I played the original three Devil May Cries, but when this one came out, I don't know, I was at a time in my life to where basically all I had was Xbox 360 and the one video game. So it was all I played, and eventually I just kind of got to a point and I was like, hey, I'm going to try to 100% it. Which for any of those listeners that have played any Devil May Cry know that trying to 100% the game is not as easy as it may sound. I kind of covered Devil May Cry 4, I believe, is what mm-hmm. it was. It was for the, what's his name of the arm? Uh, Nero, I believe. Nero, yes. yeah. I, I played that one when it first came out on the Xbox 360, and I'm really, I like DMC, but I'm more of a Bayonetta guy until the third one. I didn't really care for the third one. I didn't like how it ended. Which, I mean, I, I like Bayonetta too. I mean, like that was the same kind of range of game back when the original Devil May Cry came out. Bayonetta was kind of not, I would say, the direct competitor, but was definitely in the same genre. Very stylish, very Over violent the top. action. Yeah. <laughs> it was, there were some wild things that that beanpole of a woman could do. Which also, spoilers, because I will be talking about things from the story, you know, things about difficulty, things of that nature. Which, uh, the game came out in 2013 by Ninja Theory, and it was published by Capcom. So at this point in time, I feel like many people have had more than ample time to get a good grasp. Yeah. All I can remember about it is the intro, mostly. Which the intro was fairly iconic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> love the music. Love the soundtrack. Still have a few of the songs uh, on my list today. A band called, uh, I believe it's pronounced Combi Christ, which I could be messing that up completely. I'm not going to uh, try it. <laughs> but it's kind of like a electronic... Kind of like death metal. It definitely a banger. As far as the game goes, like it's pretty much a retcon of the series of Devil May Cry. I believe the publishers have went on record to say that it exists in a alternate timeline separate from the main series. So the events of DMC Devil May Cry don't actually impact the main storyline of the rest of the games. In, in the universe. Five or any of them. I played through five, yeah. too. Like I said, I didn't do all the difficulty things. I, I played it on two difficulties. Well, with this game, it was definitely a lot more, I guess you can say, kind of like punk-themed as a whole compared to like the rest of the series. Like Dante, the main character, has always been more of a you know stylish, smart-ass kind of character. You know, like always talking shit, always showing up the enemies and taking them out in a very flashy manner. Anyone that's ever played in the originals knows exactly what I'm talking about. With DMC, I know some people didn't care too much for like the change in story, change in style, which there are kind of a couple of funny little Easter eggs here and there in some of the cutscenes. In the very beginning, I believe it's right after you defeat the first quote-unquote boss of the game, which this version of Dante has, you know, short hair, buzz sides, and, you know, does not have the signature white hair look. But there's a wig that falls onto his head that makes him look, you know, same hairstyle as the original. It's just a nice little Easter egg. So for anyone that wants to check it out, I recommend either playing the game or just a simple YouTube search. Look it up. 
I remember the wig. Now that you mention it, as you talk about this, I'm going to remember more about it, I'm guessing, I hope. Uh, more than likely, yeah. Usually that's how it works a lot of the time. As far as like gameplay goes, a lot of stuff was still pretty much the same. A lot of it was still hack and slash, but you still had your guns. Again, all about stylized combat. For me, I don't know, like I'll, to play the game through all the difficulties, which there's a total of uh, seven different difficulty levels and 100% the game, you do have to beat the game on all difficulties. Originally, like the there at the very start of the game, there's only three difficulties that you can choose. Uh, essentially, you have human, devil hunter, and nephilim. Uh, Humans like your easy, devil hunter is mid, and then quote unquote hard mode at the start is nephilim. Uh, it's not really too too bad. Once you beat the game, though, uh, in any of those modes, uh, the next one that you unlock is son of Sparta. Which uh, basically just kind of remixes the different enemies as you play through the game. Uh, you'll have many bosses that pop up in different areas. Different types of enemies show up in different places. Uh, like you might encounter stuff that's in-game enemies, like early game. Next is uh, Dante Must Die. <laughs> At this point, you still just have your normal abilities, health, and everything. But all the enemies have been jacked up. They hit harder, have more health, and their movesets have changed. The next hardest difficulty is Heaven or Hell mode. Uh, at this point, uh, all enemies are remixed again, but all enemies die in one hit, but so do you. I can't see many people completing it that way like you oh, did. It, it was horrible. But now the worst mode and the hardest is Hell or Hell. And in this mode, all enemies have increased health, Increase, you know, damage, which doesn't really matter, and attack patterns, but you still die from one hit. So in that difficulty, you literally have to go through the entire game, start to finish, without taking damage once. Because even environmental damage will instantly kill you, not just enemies. Oh no. I don't even know why they bothered putting it in the game. If there was an achievement on your Xbox, you could see... How many people these days have unlocked that, I believe? Well, if I still had my old 360 with the hard drive on it, then... If you have the same account... It's been a while since I've been on Xbox. Okay. Which, I mean, like, I'm sure the account is still there. I would just have to, like, reactivate it if I ever decide to buy another system. But right now, it's just the PS4. I do the poor life. <laughs> it's okay. You aren't missing out on a lot. A lot of the games I play now are older. I even sold my PC, so I just played Xbox Series X and the Switch. With the game, though, you had three main... Well, actually, I take that back. You have four different styles of weapon. You have your guns, Ebony and Ivory. That's still standard. Uh, then you have your Sword Rebellion, which is your main means of attacking. Uh, but with the Switch up in this game, though, uh, in the original story. Uh, Dante was essentially half-human, half-demon. Well, in this version of the story, he is considered a Nephilim, which according to this universe's lore, is the offspring of a demon and an angel. So they changed the mentality of his mother from being human to being an angel. And there's like all this lore with there being like a great war, and he, his father was still Sparta. Like the greatest general of you know all the armies, uh, fell in love with his mom. Uh, they hid away, had twin boys, but then you know bad stuff happened. A lot of the like nostalgic bosses 
uh, do come back. It's like the big bads. Where I didn't play the earlier games, I had no, I mean, I only played four. So I had no idea that they were nostalgia bosses. Well, I say nostalgia bosses, but it's kind of like more along the lines of, again, like it's a retcon to the original series. So essentially, like you've just taken like the original storyline and just kind of like rebooted it slightly. Let me just say I'm not a big fan of that. Do you remember if they mentioned that it was a retcon when they first came out with it? Or did they say that after it came out and people got accustomed to it? Or did they say that Uh, right before the new one came out and they wanted to continue the old story instead? Like, I can't remember precisely how it was, like, advertised, per se. I just remember seeing it in stores and I was like, hey, I want to play this. Like, I thought it was going to be a continuation of the original series. Because this is considered, like, Devil May Cry 4. Like, as far as, like, the chronological release of all the games. But it's not officially Devil May Cry 4. No, because I played 4. Yes, like it's the fourth game to be released. Apologies for the thunder outside, guys. It it was really kind of like mixed reviews because there were some people that loved the game, but then there were some people that hated it because they changed what they did. I didn't mind the game. I was sold at the intro, so we don't have to defend it, I guess, is the way to put it. Mm. And I had fun playing it. There's only one game Mm. that I'm proud of completing to 100%, and it is The Elder Scrolls Oblivion. I have said that. I love that game. I hope Starfield can kind of carry the torch. Well, let's hope so. It is uh, storming outside, listeners, so that gentle hum in the background is uh, rain on a tin roof, so this could be an episode that might help you fall asleep. Yes. You could listen to us drone on in the hum of the rain in the background. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've like had interest in 100%ing other games, just because like if I find the game interesting enough, I prefer to do that. Uh, the only other game I've ever come close to doing that to was uh, Dragon Quest Seven: Journey not, of the Cursed King. Not a particularly small game in itself. No, which uh, I believe that was on PlayStation 2 on its original release. And I'm a big uh, RPG fan, and I like really like the story. But the game itself was like one of those, like, to me, 100% it would have to be maxing out the level on all of the characters and with these types of games unless you're just really lucky and want to take the time to farm the right enemies and take the time to do so and when i say time i mean a lot of time it just takes so long once you get past like level 40 and then all of a sudden it just your leveling slows to a snail pace unless again like i said you either get really lucky or you're willing to sit down and take the time to farm the right enemies which take forever and these are the metal slimes I'm talking about for those that know. I did not know. I didn't ever play much Final Fantasy either. Not Final Fantasy, but uh, Dragon Quest. Or Final Fantasy. Well, like I like both, but I don't like all Final Fantasies. I have my favorites. Some I've just not played, so I can't really give an opinion on. But I'm of the opinion that I like, so far, of the ones that I've played and beaten have been uh, seven and 10 and i'm currently uh working on playing 15 which i've just been taking it very slow i'm not super enjoying 15 because of the driving aspect i just find it really boring and it kind of makes me lose interest a little bit not hating on the game itself just that one particular thing don't care very much for chocobos yes i enjoy those big birds i raised emus for a while and i see them and i think of emu Hmm. but less wild it's like a whole boy band riding around. <laughs> Pretty much. 
<laughs> if, you, uh. if you ever watch Super Butter Buns, a YouTube channel, look up her Final Fantasy. Which one is it? The one you're playing? 15. 15. Look up her Final Fantasy 15 video. It, it's You get a good laugh out of it. But we digress. Back to uh, DMC, though. Like I said, they added some new bosses, remixed up a little bit of the gameplay. Uh, but all in all, like it was a game that I just kind of like fell in love with for a little bit, at least enough to uh, take the time to 100% it. I'm glad that someone did. I couldn't do it. I did watch you have a particularly long final battle once. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, during one of my many playthroughs of the game, I got to the final boss, which is Virgil, Dante's twin brother. Spoilers. And uh, during the final battle with him, I got down to like his final phase, and he just wouldn't die. Like I literally like kept trying to kill him for like an hour, and I was like, I finally said something myself. I believe. Yeah, which I mean, like, I was just trying to be like, am I just, like, not doing it right? Like, what am I doing wrong? And then it eventually it just got to a point to where I just, you know, accepted the fact that the game had, like, locked, soft locked, and I just restarted the save file, went back, and was able to do it. I believe the reason why it did that, though, was because that one particular run, like, I was just kind of, like, freezing through the entirety of the game. Well, it is a uh, increased in the rainfall listeners so we may end up having to cut the episode short if it gets too much louder because we do not want to uh drop the quality of our voices no. <laughs> for the listeners I, if i cut that noise out of the background then our voice will also be cut at this rate yeah so the uh horrors of editing y'all <laughs> i don't mind editing at all really but i do mind the few times that i have to take care of things like this yeah which sometimes you can't help with environmental stuff but it and just is what it is we had a new roof put on and we wanted tin and this is what we get true which i mean like personally i love the sound of a tin roof with rain but it can have its drawbacks such as now <laughs> yeah i do expect our power to go which uh you know, free uh, rain on tin roof to go to sleep by, guys. <laughs> yes, we'll call it Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> I think we're going to get some thunder now. I believe so. Saw some lightning. Though, just to kind of like wrap up on point, though, guys, as far as DMC goes, I personally recommend at least giving it a playthrough once just to experience all the changes, experience the soundtrack, the gameplay, see how the story goes. Honestly, I think it has a really good story for what it's worth. Uh, they did veer off quite a bit from the original storyline. However, in its own right, I think it's a good game. Though I think it is appropriate that it is not canon to the original games. I wish it had been. I hate games that do that. I've said that already. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like putting my time into something that in the long run isn't going to matter. I like canon stories. <laughs> It's just the way I am. That's why I don't get into comic books. Uh, unpopular opinion. I'm not a comic book guy either because there's just so many different branches now. You go to DC, you have the alternate universe stuff. Same thing in the Marvel. I watch the movies. Mm. I watch the what-ifs on Disney for Marvel. But I'm not going to invest my time into comics because there's like three different ones for any given hero still being made at the same time. I just, I don't know. I can understand that. It's quite a bit to uh, keep up with, which me personally, like, I don't buy comic books, but I do kind of, like, 
keeping up with like the lore that's built up around the heroes and different you know uh, timelines or storylines depending on how you want to look at it you know what don't do that often manga yeah which I mean like to give the authors there their respect like good for you like especially One Piece as long as this man has been writing this story like I just hope personally he finishes the story before I die because I've been reading this since I was a child and not to say how old I am but I'm nowhere near a child I'm a bleach Naruto person never got into One Piece I tried it's not for everybody but for those that are fans kudos to you especially if you're new to it I say just keep at it eventually you'll catch up and then you'll just be waiting with anticipation just like the rest of us to see exactly how it's going to end because I mean like yeah you can have your speculation as far as that goes but you just never know yes you could be flabbergasted by the ending kind of like Game of Thrones well let's not talk about that the series anyway I am on two other podcasts. Both of them are for my sister, Beth. And one of them is Horrific History and Hauntings, where she tells me about horrible things that happened in history. Sometimes they lead to hauntings, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it's just weird things, like we did an episode recently on funny final last words, or just really good final words that people mm-hmm. had. We did an episode before about burials and the way different cultures take care of that. Interesting. Yeah, not bad. Did a bad episode on the Bell Witch. You can listen to it, but it wasn't our best work. Me and her also do another podcast where I tell her about different tabletop role-playing games, which is something Dakota and I have in common. We or I, yes, pick sir. A, I pick a book and try to explain different things about it to her, maybe explain the world a little bit, a few mechanics. I don't want to get too far into mechanics most of the time. I don't want to read a rule book on a podcast. We cover that. <laughs> uh, you can listen to some of those. I've covered D&D, the first episode. Tried to cover Savage Worlds, the core book, but it's all about rules. And Mm -hmm. there's really not much to say about that. But then I branched off into the other Savage Worlds. That's understandable. Yeah, IPs, kind of like Deadlands and Holler, stuff like that. But you can find a link to all our other podcasts in the description of this episode. We also have a Twitter account. It's Gruesome Gaming G on Twitter. Just look that up. This has been another episode of Leveling Duo. This has been Dakota. I've been Ramey. And we hope that y'all have a good day, good evening, good morning. Don't forget to level up and log off.